What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Glad y'all are watching with us today. I'm Trey Phillips. I'm Elon Massingo. I'm Landon Lewis. And y'all are listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome to a special episode of the show. Uh, Like I said, we're going to have some guests on, and today we have a very knowledgeable young man coming to join us, one of my good friends. I'll let him introduce himself. What's up, guys? I'm Chase Looper. Uh, I'm a 2020 Macaulay School graduate. Did football and wrestling there. I guess that's a little bit of my sports background. I'm currently at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. It's uh, very, very tough year for us in Knoxville, uh, but we're getting through it. We we uh yeah. we happen to hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been struggling much recently, but. Today, we're going to kind of focus on the high school football element. A lot of state championship matchups coming up. Uh, we all three went to Macaulay, so that is who we will be pulling <laughs> there, from. Yeah, night. let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. There, so, the bias is pretty heavy <laughs> here. If you don't like it, sorry. Yeah, if you don't, if you want to hear an unbiased take, just go ahead and Leave the broadcast because it's M's up over here, hundred percent. I was kind of thinking go big red, but oh, <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking there's another podcast you could join. Yeah, I was kind of thinking they're sitting at home right now. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to touch on a couple other big matchups: Lipscomb Academy versus CPA. I think that'll be a really pretty evenly matched teams. I'm going CPA personally. Well, they had a big win over Innsworth. I think they've been playing pretty well. I kind of think they're going to edge that one out. Yeah, I, what do you guys I think? agree 100%. I think CPA wins. However, I'm pulling for Lipscomb Academy. I mean, like two or three years ago, like they're like a, you know, couldn't even make the playoffs. Uh, really good coaching staff going on and good program they got coming up there. But I do think uh, CPA edges them out. I really like the way they've been playing. Yeah, their defense reminds me of the Steelers, kind of. But <laughs> <laughs> other than that, I don't know who they are. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Alcoa versus Millen. Uh, I think Alcoa wins in a blowout. I don't think they're getting touched. I'm sure y'all Yeah, I mean, that. they speak for themselves. This is probably the and one team I do know something about because I watched them play last week. So we're gonna have to go Alcoa just because we've seen them before. Uh, they they're no stranger to this game. Yeah, I've been there for a minute. Another semi-local Chattanooga team, South Pittsburgh, is heading back to Cookville, and I talk I talk a little trash about them because I I think they're a little better than they are, but I do wish them the best. I think they beat Fayetteville. And I hope they bring one back home to our area. So pull them for the Pirates in that one. And I think they've, I think they've got that one if they come to play their game. For sure. Couldn't agree with you more. Six um, A. We got Oakland versus Brentwood High School. Uh, Jordan James, transfer from Brentwood Academy. Uh, he's at Oakland. He's one of the best running backs in the state. I think they run away with that one, Oh, too. no doubt. You'll probably hear me say this again about D23A, but the state championship in 6A was played last week in the semifinals between Oakland and Maryville. Uh, I just don't think 
this will be a much of a game at all. Oakland just has way more talent than Brentwood, and uh, they're no stranger to this game either. Um, like like Trey said, Jordan James coming from Brentwood Academy has a big pickup for them. They've had several guys. I think somebody from Innsworth as well. Um, so a couple D two guys over there as well. A bunch of D one talent. I just don't think Brentwood will be able to hang with them at all. I don't think it'll be much of a game. Did you say D two three A or R two D two? D two three A. Okay, I thought you were making a Star Wars reference for a minute. <laughs> no sir, no sir. <laughs> All right, um, and we don't want to leave any teams out, but I'll just be honest with you. I don't really know enough about many of the other teams to give a, much of an opinion on it, but we're not kind of we're not hating on anybody else, but that's kind of the teams we know. So without further ado, the main focus of this episode is the Macaulay versus MUS game. And I think Macaulay's offense will be unstoppable tomorrow night. Uh, Eric Rivers being back from his injury. Uh, Kenzie Paul, another wide receiver. Um, and the offensive line has gotten a lot better this year. Got the Gentle Brothers, my boys. They're studs. I think they'll control the line of scrimmage. And then obviously Mr. Three-Star, B.J. Harris, I think he's going to have a night. And my prediction for that game is 42-21 McCauley. And I think the defense is going to surprise Everybody tomorrow night, I think they're going to come to play. I think Coach Potter is the best defensive coach in the state, and I think he's going to have them ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, um, I just think regardless, I mean, I, I agree with you saying that the defense is going to show up. I mean, Coach Potter is going to have these guys ready. Uh, he always does. Uh, but even if they're not, I just don't think. I mean, I think McCauley could win in a shootout because, uh, I mean, the high-powered offense, Coach Bradford, Coach Joe Bradford doing a great job with offense, and B.J. Harris, uh, William Riddle, they're just, I mean, they're hitting on all cylinders at the right time. And I think the only really downfall you can look at is uh, towards the end of the regular season, very similar to last year, a couple losses there. Uh, McCauley faced a lot of injuries, but, I mean, they're back on a roll in the playoffs, and I just don't think uh, MUS is ready for something like this. Uh, <laughs> we do it a little bit different in Chattanooga. Yeah, 100%. And I'm glad you brought up William Riddle because he had, he's had a great year, like, junior year this year, and uh, – Filling some big shoes of D'Angelo Hardy, and before that, his brother Robert, who's at Mercer now. And I kind of thought he would have a pretty good year. And so I'm not too surprised by his performance, but he's really stepped up, throwing the ball really well, and has just commanded the offense really well this year. And Like you said, I think our offense is going to roll pretty much all night. Yeah. I'm... I got a question for y'all. Okay. All right, y'all talk about like a little bit like of the importance of like what it meant to y'all to like play in that game and what it was like and everything like that. For sure, Trey, you want to go first? You want me to? 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so with our class, I think Chase can agree with this. Since freshman year, we that was our goal. And I think the, our 2020 class really had a strong bond and a really just really desire to win that whole thing. And freshman year, kind of a long shot. We had a good team, but Brentwood, that Brentwood Academy team was loaded. They got that one. And then sophomore year, we made our first trip to the semifinals. We're really young. We got beat by B.A. again. And then junior year, we lost to MUS 10-7 in the semis. And that was still to this day probably the toughest, one of the toughest losses I've ever dealt with during football. So senior year, uh, finally getting over the hill in the semis and making it. I mean, just the atmosphere that week was so much different. And it's just, it's hard, honestly hard to put into words what it yeah. felt like to finally get to play in that game and then win it. I mean, it was, looking back on it now, it's almost like yeah. a blur. But, I mean, I feel like, I'm sure every class is, has a brotherhood, but I feel like our senior year, just the togetherness and the bond we had as a team just made that really special. I mean, I can – it was the most fun I've ever had playing football that year. Yeah, a lot. And that – No, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that week was just really special, and I'll never forget For it. sure. A lot of y'all were together for like seven years, weren't y'all? Yeah. Uh, the offensive line, I played center, and um, the whole offensive line had been together almost since middle school. Yeah. And so it was, it was just – really special to finally get over the hill our senior year uh for sure i mean to expand on what trey said um i think you know you look at you look at the the macaulay team last year the one state and i mean i can't lie i mean you get there's big names john hardy auburn commit d'angelo hardy kennesaw state you know you can go on and on i mean one of the largest classes to go play college ball and several guys who didn't I mean I mean pretty much everybody nearly everybody in the senior class could have went they got to play could have went somewhere and played um so I mean the talent was there but I I mean I don't think that talent was something uh new that Macaulay's never had and that's why they won state I think to expand on what Trey said I think there was just I mean a lot of these guys have been playing since sophomore year of high school and at the Division two level uh, in Tennessee. That's just – you don't see that. You don't see juniors and seniors out there. Um, and these guys, you know, we've, we've been through a lot with each other. Uh, and I think since day one – I mean, I'm not one of those guys who played middle school. I was a boarder from Livingston, Tennessee. And I felt at home immediately. And I think – just even though we had these big guys on our team, like big names, everybody wanted the best for everybody, if that makes sense. And I think for me personally, I mean, I played my first game at Tennessee Tech where the state championship is. And, Bill, I knew I really didn't want to play college ball, so I knew that was going to be my last game, and that was extremely special for me. And, you know, playing – from the moment you start playing football, that, that that's a dream to play in the high school, game, high school state championship. And just, I mean, like Trey said, walking out there, it, I mean, it felt like you were in a movie. And I think once we won in that semis game, 
there it was unsaid, but I think everybody kind of in their mind knew it was like, okay, we made it. There's no way we'll lose. Like we're gonna do whatever we have to do. But we're gonna yeah. win this game. Yeah, I, to piggyback on that, that's another thing. After we beat Ensworth in the semifinals, we weren't taking NBA lightly at all. But like you at practice, the atmosphere there was no nervousness really. Like it was just kind of understood. Like I felt like there was just a confidence within the whole team that we're gonna get this Absolutely. done. Well, wasn't it like 42 to like 10 or something like that? I don't remember the score, but it wasn't close. It was 28-7. Um, it, it wasn't as close no, as the scoreboard it was says. Dominant. I'll I mean, say that. I've ne- uh, I mean, there we, was yeah. not a mistake made by McCauley that night. Uh, that was the most perfect. Yeah. We literally played a perfect game. It, 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 I mean, could have been – couldn't have wrote it better. I mean – I don't remember the stat lines, but, uh, I mean, the defense is which we struggled early on in the season and we picked it up in the playoffs and, well, like 10 tackles for loss. Uh, I don't even think – they may have, like, negative rushing yards or something. I'm not sure, but one of the first plays of the game was a pick six. I mean, then of course, the offense did yeah, what the offense they- does. I mean – yeah, they had one completion, but as far as the run game was shut down, we were in a four-man front for that game, and every one of the D linemen I think had multiple sacks. Yeah, for sure. And it was, it was, like I said before, it was not nearly as close as the scoreboard says. Uh, we had that game in control pretty much all night. Got one more question for y'all. Let's hear it. All right. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's stupid. I thought y'all like blanked out and were gone. And I was like, well, <laughs> maybe they floated off. Uh, but how does like that kind of atmosphere? Because, like, in my opinion, just from like being like in the stands, like, I personally thought like a Baylor Macaulay atmosphere was better than the, uh, like the hype and everything is better than the state championship game, but why? What's the comparison for players? Um, I'll Chase. I'll let okay. you take this one first, because you, because you grew up playing at Tech, so I want to kind. I want to yeah. actually hear your perspective um, on this. First. I think it's very different. I think, I mean, Baylor McCauley game. Um, I mean, I think both atmospheres, both games, speak for themselves and how renowned they are. But it, it, they both had two different unique feels, and I don't think they can really be compared. Because um, you know, like, every year you know you're going to play Baylor, and, you know, you got that whole week leading up to Like, you know what's going to happen, you know, but you just win the, the semifinals and you're going to state. And it's like, you don't even believe it. I didn't even really believe we were going to state until I was on the bus on the way to Cookville that Friday. Or Thursday, I guess it was, um, and and that bus broke. That bus broke yeah. down on the way up there. But too. <laughs> like I said, I mean, I grew up. That was my <laughs> first game I've ever played was at Tennessee Tech, so it was special for me. But I mean, besides that, not just me, but I think I just I'm mean, walking out there 
was it was just like a dream. It was like I was in a dream. Uh, it felt like it was a movie. Like you can't. I don't. It's hard. It's really hard to describe. But I mean, I enjoyed that atmosphere better because of what it was. I guess. I mean, you know, no offense to Baylor, but you know, we beat them. You know, four years in a row, and it kind of the rivalry's kind of getting boring. Uh, just to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. I, I agree. It, it was two different atmospheres. With Baylor, I think Baylor was yeah, more hot yeah. in a sense because you, yeah. you, you had the whole spirit week and the pep rally and uh, more. there was more people at Baylor, I think. I know, it's probably probably about even. But as far as the loudness and kind of getting excited, I would give the edge to Baylor. But like you said, the state championship – it wasn't really about hype and getting excited. For me, I felt more like just like pride. Like this is the last game. You're going to get to play with all these guys. And so it was just a different – it wasn't really a hype feeling. It was just like this is what we've been working for, and now it's time to go do it. And it's like – like you said, it's like yeah, you're out I'm going to steal something Coach Potter said after the game. Uh, I think it's even in a video somewhere. But he said if you guys wouldn't have won – if you wouldn't have won, sorry, terrible win. <laughs> That's bad. Anyway, sorry. Uh, if you wouldn't have won, you'd have been the same. I mean, the hard work would have still been put in. Would have been the, our character would have been the same. But he said, "But winning the thing, we have a different kind of legacy now." And I mean that. I think that speaks for itself. Yeah. Definitely strong words right there. But, yeah, I mean, that's that – Chase can probably agree with me on this. That's one of – if not the most, definitely up there, one of the most special moments oh, probably will ever have as far as athletics or athletics go. But, yeah, the only thing – going back to the matchup tomorrow night, uh, Macaulay's D-line has had some very serious hit hits to him this year. James Howard went down early with a ACL tear uh, against Brentwood Academy in the regular season. And Thomas Pylon, another D-lineman from uh, Canada, has a Achilles foot issue going on right now. And he's not going to be able to play. But we've had a lot of guys step up. Um, Matthew Plunkett. Uh, yeah, he's had really coming shocked out people here. this year. Has a lot of sacks. Yeah, he, and he's played really well. Austin Gentle, a Harvard committed guard, is playing, averaging like somewhere something crazy, like almost 160 snaps a game, playing guard, and now he's playing nose guard too. And he's really held it down there and done well with that. And then a freshman, Carson Gentle, uh, his little brother, is starting it in, too, as a freshman, and he's gotten better every week and really played well there. And so if there was going to be one area that I, that I think we really need to show up focused and ready to go, it would be on the defensive front, and I think those guys Absolutely. can get it done. Right on. But with we want to know if you guys have some predictions or different thoughts on any of the games. 
send them our way, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or all that stuff. We want to hear your guys' predictions. I'm going to post some questions and kind of polls later tonight to see what you guys are thinking. But I think that about wraps it up. Anything uh, else you guys want to say? Of course, we'll be at the game tomorrow. I hope to see some of you guys there and uh, go blue. Yes, sir. M's up, baby. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Go big blue. Yes, sir. Back to back.